Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm so excited about our guest today. Chris Hogan is here. He's a two-time national best-selling author, financial expert, and host of The Chris Hogan Show. Today, we are talking about money, about debt. He's the author of Retire Inspired and Everyday Millionaires, which is the largest study of millionaires ever conducted. Since 2005, Chris has served at Ramsey Solutions, where he gives practical money advice on retirement, investing, and building wealth. You can follow Chris online at chrishogan360.com and all the social places. He has an incredible Instagram, and I just love, love, love the Chris Hogan Show. Um, I talk about how I came to know about um, Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey, and and subsequently Chris at the beginning of this episode, so I won't repeat it here, but I want to encourage you all, any of you who are currently shackled by the chains of debt, to really take a listen to this show and to go check out Chris Hogan's website and his his social media and Ramsey Solutions. Their plan for getting out of debt is fantastic, and it has really been a huge impact, huge impact in my life personally and our family, and I'm really proud that I was able to speak with Chris. He's outstanding, a lot of fun, and very, very inspirational. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Same 24 Hours with Chris Hogan. Hi, and welcome to The Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood, author of the book, The Year of No Nonsense. I'm a former attorney turned writer, speaker, and Ironman triathlete. Although right now, all I really like to do is lift weights. We all have the same 24 hours, but it's what we do in those hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. It's my goal to crack the code on a life of less nonsense so we can all make the most of our 24 hours. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Same 24 Hours podcast. I'm Meredith Atwood. I'm your host, and I am so excited about our guest today. Chris Hogan is here. Hello, Chris. Hello there. I am so excited to talk to you. So I have a funny uh, Ramsey story and debt story (laughs) that I want to start off with. My husband and I um, went to a seminar in 2011. And we started following the steps and, and then we've got hard heads and we're very whiny and we forgot everything we learned. And then, you know, things get kind of crazy. And so last year I put everything on a spreadsheet and it was shocking. <laughs> and all I can remember about that, sem- I mean, I remember a lot from the seminar but I remember Dave standing on the stage and doing this example with chains where he chained himself up and he just kept sticking his arms and legs until the chains had him wrapped so tight. And that was the example of debt. And I remember sitting in my kitchen last year thinking, oh, yeah, that's what he was talking about. I remember this. And so I am happy to report that we have paid down a ton of debt using the steps. And, you know, hard, hard heads make for sore bottoms is what <laughs> my mama used to say. 
But, you know, I am so grateful for everything that that Dave set into place and that I love listening to your show. And so I'm super excited to speak with you and for anyone who doesn't know about this, this path to getting pain. I, I know that's your passion. And so what we're here to talk about. So one of the things I saw on your show recently is you said, when you have debt, there's one thing you want us to feel. And that is you want us to get mad. Mm. Let's use that as a jumping off point. Why are we getting mad? Well, listen, feelings are are absolutely essential, right? And when we have feelings, it, it needs to lead us toward action, okay? And so when I was talking about debt on the Chris Hogan Show, I think too often times we try to t- t- treat debt as a pet, right? We, we, we <laughs> want it to be like Fido, where we want to pet it and and we play with it because we think it's fun. And then you start to realize that this pet is not necessarily fun. It's an attack animal. It's attacking not only your hopes and dreams, but it's attacking your peace of mind, mm-hmm. your calm, and your joy. And so when we get mad and we get frustrated at the situation that we've put ourselves in, right? Not right. victim mentality. Okay. Right. But we got to look at it and go, I did this. Now I can fix it. And I think when we get frustrated and irritated and even angry, that that's what can lead us to taking steps to change. And the definition of insanity, Meredith, you know this as well as I do, is I to do. keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. When you get frustrated and irritated, you want to do something that's going to help you go forward. So what keeps us from having that moment of seeing the truth? Because, I mean, this is the moment, right? We put the credit card bills away. We ignore it. It's right. fine. We pay the minimums. And then one day, I mean, the, the first step to change is seeing it, right? You got to see it all. What is, I mean, obviously there's a fear factor, but is there also a fear that we have to then do something about it? I mean, what, what have you seen? What, what is I, keeping us from moving? I think there are a couple of things that keep us, keep us from moving. Number one, a lack of knowledge, not understanding how to go about it and what to do. I think there's a a, a complacency factor where we're just, we're comfortable with the known of the stress. And because we don't Mm. have the knowledge, we just agree to just kind of stay there. And then third, it's denial. It's, it's trying to act like, well, it's not as bad and I can manage it. And, you know, I just need to do a few more things. I think those three things keep people more stuck than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And so what have you seen to kind of wake, what, what usually wakes people up? Is it repossession, foreclosure? Like, is, does it always have, I talk about this in sobriety because I'm almost five years sober. And I always say, look, we don't have to hit rock bottom to change. You know, you don't have to get the foreclosure notice. You don't have to get your car repo. Like, what have you seen where people kind of have aha moments without having to hit this rock bottom? Yeah, it's a couple of things. I think the thing that can cause people to change is, again, I was talking about the lack of knowledge. So the gaining of knowledge, Mm. where you start to go, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be like this, right? And you start to hear stories of other people that have done it, or you hear information like you and your husband at the webinar or seminar, or, or you start to see other people. So that can happen. Then there's also this other thing, and I call it life change, life changing moments, whether it's having a baby, whether it's mm. talking about starting a family. Yeah, that'll change it. <laughs> oh, you start to look at things totally different and you go, okay, what's the preparation work that I have to do, right? And then the third one is almost a, 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 like reclaiming. 
Like I'm going back and I'm going to get my dreams. I'm, I know what I set out to do. I know that I've talked about traveling and I know the places I want to go. I'm going to start to get on my team and do something that's going to move me closer to that dream, not further away. Yes. Keeping your dreams in mind. Yes, definitely. So what is your story? I know that you probably can't fit that in, you know, 20 minutes, but what led you to do this, this life's work? I mean, this is definitely, you're so passionate about it. You have a conviction to help other people. What was your personal story like? Well, I think, you know, the reason I have such a passion to coach people and to help other people drive and push forward is that I had people do that for this little country boy. Uh, I'm born in rural Kentucky and grew up in a family that was highly competitive, but also highly encouraging. And so from uncles and aunts, my grandparents, my mom, uh, teachers, coaches, all of these people, I think, saw more in me than maybe I saw for myself. And they pushed me. They challenged me. And so growing up in Kentucky and then going to college, uh, playing football there, uh, and then going on to grad school and doing some coaching, I know my job is to try to make an impact on people. And I think there's this mindset for me that I came to uh, about 10 years ago. You can either want to be popular or you can strive to be effective. And there's a big difference between the two. Popular means that everybody likes you, right? That's the prom king or the prom queen. But effective means that you mattered. That means that someone's going to see something that happened in interacting with my content, my show, or my uh, speech or a talk. And they go, that man caused me to think differently and act differently. And I think that's something that I'm truly passionate about. Yeah. And I was talking to someone on a podcast recently where we were discussing the difference between leadership and marketing Mm. and how you can do both, but how our social media culture right now feels like a whole lot of marketing and not as much leadership. And because what you say about popularity, um, it's real easy to be liked, but people will quickly not like you if you hold them accountable or tell them the truth. And, <laughs> well, that's but, right. you know. well, listen, I think like that with coaches, like one yeah. of my coaches in college, uh, Coach Ernie Horning, I'll never forget. I was 17 years old when I got on the college campus. This man had to be like 147. Okay. He wasn't <laughs> that old. That make him biblical. But this man was old, crotchety, mean, and just pushed us and constantly pushed us. And what I grew to realize over a year and uh, with this man is that this man was pushing because he cared, right? He didn't need us to like him. He just wanted us to hear him and apply the information that he gave. And I'll never forget, I missed the tackle one time in practice as a 17-year-old. And he used to call me Curtis. My name is Chris, right? And so what got so bad, (laughs) Meredith, is that I answered to it. Like he said, I reminded him of an older player that he used to have. And he'd say, Curtis. And I'd say, uh yeah, I just answered it, whatever. (laughs) I got tired of it. But it it was one of those things that I'll never forget. I missed a play. And he said, Curtis, come here. And he grabbed me by my face mask. And he goes, what happened out there? I said, coach, the man was holding me. The referee didn't throw the flag. And I was rattling all these excuses. And he just looked at me and he said this statement, an excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. An excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. And he said, go over there and sit down. I go over and sit down. He comes over five minutes later. He goes, Curtis. I go, coach, my name's Chris. He goes, that's right. I'm sorry. Curtis, what did I tell you a minute ago? And I said, coach, you said something about skin and lies. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And he told me again, an excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. And he grabbed me by my shoulders and he said, son, don't make excuses, make plays. And that was a grow up moment for this 17 year old boy to begin to look and that everything's not going to be perfect. 
you're going to have situations where people are even doing some things and maybe it's against you or it's not for you. But what are you going to do at the end of the day? Are you going to make an excuse and stop? Or are you going to push forward and make a play for yourself, your future, and your family? And it was a mindset and a mind shift for me uh, to be able to start to have that along with some other key things my grandmother had given me that truly helped me to see things totally different. Yes. And when you start to look at things as a lie, you know, mm. we want to believe we're good people and we're not telling lies. So if you look at excuses and okay, an ex- excuse is an a excuse is the skin of a lie skin. wrapped with a reason. Wrapped with a reason. And right. if you think about that, I'm in debt. I can't get out. Mm. You just made an excuse. Well, other people have debt. And, and so I, I'm just like them. Mm. My family was never good with money. Oh, That's I've never theory. done it before. See, you start to hear it totally different and you realize, right. okay, I've given myself excuses. Now I get to make a decision. And I think that decision, you know, as much as we make a big deal around voting and voting is an important thing, I think people need to get out and let their voice be heard. But I also think that we need to let our voices be heard for ourselves daily. We vote daily. I'm voting for either getting better or I'm getting worse. Nothing stays the same. Right, right. But Chris, you don't understand. I'm real special. I, I You don't understand my circumstances. Mm-hmm. I am special and I don't think that I can get out of this debt. You know what? What do you, do you think? Hey, Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or can't, you're right. Yep. So if you believe you can't, what I would push you to challenge is ask you, why not? Like, who in your life deserves for you to get a little bit better? Like, people mm-hmm. always want to know, oh, why are you so driven? Well, think about this. Who stands to gain if I win? And what I mean by that is, as a, as a father of three boys, what can if I stay focused and I accomplish stuff and I'm going to be able to set up those boys to be better in life, which then means I'll impact my grandkids, which then means I might impact my great grandkids. And so what we have to do is think better. So I would tell which that means young lady, they might impact someone and they might change the world, right? There you, you go. Forget how so, that. Yeah. That, that, that's a ripple effect. I call it. Yeah. And it's real. So for someone that says, well, I can't get out of debt. I'd say, well, not until you choose to like you and your husband, you heard that information a couple years ago, right? Nine, you heard it. Nine years you ago. heard it. <laughs> You listen, Meredith, you heard it. You all didn't immediately apply it. But what had to happen? You had to get to a point to where you got serious enough to begin to change. And that's what you all did. And see, so I think too often times we have this. I'm about to date myself here. This I dream of genie (laughs) type of moment. I'm right there with you. Are you with me? Okay, good. (laughs) I'm with you. My publicist is too young. She doesn't know about that (laughs) stuff. But that's where she just blinks and things just change. And unfortunately, that's what we expect in our lives. And that's just not true. What we got to do is roll up our sleeves. We're going to have to get down into that situation. And we're not just not going to make a decision one day. We got to make it every day. And we got to get rid of what society thinks is normal. And let's start chasing what we know to be exceptional. Right. I definitely want to leave my audience with some tips to get it started. But before we do that, I want, you mentioned children. And my husband is super into looking at how, interest compounds and how my kids are 11 and 12, right? Right. So he gets on the whiteboard and he's like, how much do you want to save Stella? And she says, 25% of my allowance. And we're like, great. And my son, Hey, James, how much do you want to save? 11%. (laughs) (laughs) He's very precise. And so, you know, James, my husband gets on the board and he, he gets out the Ramsey calculator, right? 
does the math and he said, okay, if we put this, you know, and runs that number for them, the beauty of showing your children what them putting aside $5, $10 over the course of their lifetime, starting at 11 and what that compound effect, mm-hmm. they're going to have millions. They were yes. like, and yes. at the same time, mom, me, I'm sitting there and I go, why did no one tell me I just had to save $11 a month? Right. Well, you know, and it's as one a of kid. those things I love that you all, again, see, that's the ripple effect. Yeah. The knowledge you all heard several years ago, you reapplied, changed your situation, and now you're teaching, right? And so it's one of those things where we can continue to make an impact with people. We just have to care enough to share. And I say yeah. that because too oftentimes people are embarrassed to reach out for help. They're embarrassed to try something different. And I say, no, no, care enough to share, reach out, share your story, talk about what's on your heart, talk about what you've learned and let's help other people get better too. Yes. Yes, for sure. I just think it's so great that if you have kids, if you're listening out there and you have young kids, get on this with them because it's so much easier if you start young instead of it starting is. It, and we, you know, and we really help. We help young people. Uh, we've got yes. a course called foundations and personal finance where it's taught in 56% of the high schools and middle schools out there, helping young people have this knowledge early because we want to prevent them from falling into a lot of the pitfalls and pitholes that we fell into by not knowing. And so we need to help them know. So talk to your young people. Oh yeah. That's amazing. You said it's in 56 of the schools. 56% of the schools across the country. So we still got some work to do uh, where it's done by sponsorships, where companies or people can sponsor to get it in certain high schools. Uh, again, it's called Foundations uh, in Education. They can find out more about that at DaveRamsey.com. And, and the beauty about that is the kids will hear it. And maybe the, a few of them will start right away. And maybe a few of them will get to 25 and be like, oh, yeah. Listen to me. Way, it's an it has, start. It has been amazing to talk to some of these kids on my show, The Chris Hogan Show, that did listen to it in high school, that did start doing it. And I'm talking to them five and 10 years later. And they're on their way to becoming everyday millionaires. And so, again, remember for ourselves as adults, hearing something once is called, uh, that's an introduction. We got to hear it over and over and then start to apply it in our lives. So, again, we know talking to kids one time does not solve anything, right? We got to (laughs) continue to have the dialogue. It's called an ongoing process. Right, right. And everyone listening, ChrisHogan360.com is the website. Great, great show. Great content. So definitely check that out. All right. I'm someone, just as an example, I'm not really, I'm I'm role-playing, Chris. I'm role-playing. Okay, Um, role-play. Here we go. I, I am living paycheck to paycheck. How in the world am I supposed to pay down my debt, let alone save? Every dime is allocated. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Well, first of all, you're not alone. Uh, 80% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And I think right now throughout this pandemic, it's probably even higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's happened is you've allowed normal to slip into your life. Uh, You've allowed yourself to get confused about the difference between needs versus wants. And so Uh what I would do is talk with that person about, hey, what are your dreams? What are the things? I want you to see them in high definition. Like you want to travel? Do you want to spend time with your family? Like what are the things? So I'm going to help that person connect with their why. Right. And then what we're going to do is start to slow down. You're trying to do nine things at once and you're going to be ineffective in 98% of them. So instead of that, we're going to do it one thing at a time. And that's where I begin to walk them through the baby steps of focusing intentionally on this one area. And once you do that, you gain the right to move to the next one. 
And people can learn more about that at my website. But it's this matter of focus. We try to do too much, then we get frustrated. Prime example, do you remember the Atkins diet? <laughs> yes, do you, I do you remember like this me. diet? You, okay, the question is, could, did you go on it? Yes. <laughs> listen, I was on that diet for about an hour and a half. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's all I could do. You could eat all the beef. You could eat a side of beef if you wanted, but you can't have one potato chip. Right. Okay. So what, because you can't have that one potato chip, what's the thing you begin to want more than air itself? <laughs> potato a potato chip, chip yeah. right? And so instead of, we've got to fix our focus, not on what we can't have, but what we can have. And I think it's the same with getting out of debt. What I want you to do is look at the options. And we all know that hard work produces opportunities. we got to get to work and free up. And listen, you give yourself a raise when you get out of debt. You didn't have to go ask anybody. You didn't have to beg. All you can control and give yourself a raise. Oh, that's such, that's so true. You are no longer paying anyone else. Except that's right. your electric bill. Yeah, that's right. So true. Giving yourself a raise. And you you touched on something. I interviewed Stephanie Kelly a couple of weeks ago, and she's she went from like 300 pounds to a figure show competitor. And sh- her motto is discipline, not deprived. And so to think Ooh. about the fact that you're just disciplined, you're not like deprived that. of the new purse or the new that's right. like you are disciplined. And that is the power. Right. Well, I know in your show, you're always helping people to think bigger, right? And and for themselves and to go about it. And everybody has the same opportunities. Listen, we may have different start points in this race. Some people have had advantages or maybe people have it worse, but we're all running the same race financially is what I'm wanting people to realize. And instead of comparing where you are versus someone else, what I want you to do is run your own race. And that means look exactly at where you are, but also look at your destination. Right. Mm-hmm. Be aware of that. And why does it matter to you? If it doesn't get you excited and up out of the bed, you're not you're only interested in the goal. You're not committed to it. Yes. So what are two things that someone listening can do besides going to your website, ChrisHogan360.com and getting all the information? What are what are two things someone can do right now to start to get on their path of being debt free? Well, I think the big thing is this dream. Uh, I want you to dream about the things that you want in your life, the things that you have envisioned yourself doing. And people will hear that and they'll go, oh, okay, I can do that. I go, no, no, no. I don't want to go in your head. I want you to get down in your heart. Like when people tell me they want to travel, I want to know where are you going? Who's with you? How long are you there? What are you doing while you're there? I'm going to Europe by myself. Right now. Oh, that's a big deal. (laughs) Because I don't want to be with anyone right now. That's right. But you knowing you want to get to Europe and I'd say, okay, what's it going to take to get you there? Let's free up your money. Let's make some sacrifices now. So I want people to dream. And number two, I want them to actually work a plan that works. Right. And that means get serious. I want you to get more serious about it than ever. Uh, Understand you didn't get into debt overnight. So it's going to take a while. But this plan works. Uh, helped uh, hundreds of thousands of people work their way out of debt. And you can do this if you're willing. Right, right. Well, Chris, one more question. This podcast is called The Same 24 Hours, meaning that we all have the same 24 hours in our day. Yes. It's what we do in those 24 hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness, and success. So I like to ask my guest, what is something that you do on a daily basis in your 24 hours that really sets you up for success every day? Well, the big thing is, is I block time. I schedule and I block time uh, for things that are, are important and imperative. 
uh, which means I block time to write. I block time to develop my show. I block time to develop content. I block time for these interviews. Uh, but I defend my time. And I say defend my time, meaning I don't let someone else's like someone ran up to me uh, about 30 minutes before coming to here and they needed me to do something. And they, they were all frantic. And I just looked at them. And I'm calm. I go, well, we'll have to look at the schedule and figure it out. See, don't let someone else's urgency become your emergency. Uh, and we've got to be smart enough to really stay calm and be clear of what it is we're going to do. But I'm also crystal clear on what I'm not going to do. So let me leave your people with this tip. This is my insider stuff, Meredith. You know, okay. I like you if I'm going to tell you this one. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, with the way that I focus, I have things that are on focus, on deck, and on hold. Okay? So when something comes at me, I go, does this need to be on focus for me? Do I put it on deck? Right? That means I'm going to get to it next. Or on hold is just a category of stuff, which means I will go back and look at that and figure out, is this something that is going to move forward or they need to move it out of the way? And I'm very intentional with that. And once I move it out of the way, I don't give it any mind space, right? I mean, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. So I got to be careful and protective of what I'm going to do. But when I do it, I'm 100% present with what I'm doing. And I think that will really help people learn to focus in a little bit, but be more intentional with what they're doing. Don't multitask. Don't try to do eight things at once. It makes us 33% less effective overall. Yes. Well, thank you, Chris. And I do think you might be the sharpest knife in the drawer. So there's <laughs> there's that. I appreciate this so much. Everyone check out his website. Tons of great content. The Chris Hogan Show, chrishogan360.com. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Same 24 Hours. Remember to rate, review, and share this podcast. It really matters. I appreciate it. See you next time.